Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24:15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing with our series called One Thing. Our first verse was Luke chapter 10, verse 42. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. And I really like the Living Bible version. Jesus was saying, there is really only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and I won't take it away from her. And as we said yesterday, Jesus was saying to Martha, I am not going to take it away from her, and either are you. That's because Jesus wants us to make a priority in our fellowship with him over the service that we do for him. And he considers that one thing very important. And then we discussed Second Peter chapter 3, verse 8, which says, But beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. And we discussed that God worked six days and rested on the seventh. And with God, one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. That's because the Lord sees time differently than we do. And yesterday we ended saying, what day is it? What millennium is it? Since the creation of man, it's just been over 6,000 years. This would mean we are now living in the seventh millennium. Could it also be said that this is the seventh day? There have been several spiritual moves of God in recent years. For example, in the early 1900s, there was the Pentecostal revival. In the 40s and 50s, there was the healing and miracles revival. And in the 80s and 90s, there was a faith revival. As we have entered into the seventh day, is God moving upon his people in a direction of trust and rest? Most ministers I speak to say things are different than they were 20 years ago. What used to work for church growth, reaching the loss, and success in ministry is no longer working. It seems as though our church programs are not as successful as they were in the past, and every new thing they try isn't working either. Many are feeling unsure of what to do, even though they have great visions and dreams for bigger and better. Could it be that in the seventh day, God is trying to get us to stop working in our own strength and to simply do the best we can and trust him for the rest? Didn't he say, unless the Lord builds the house, we labor in vain? Well, Psalm 127 verse 1 says, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. And then the very next verse talks about sleep. Psalm 127 verse 2 says, It is vain for you to rise up early and to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. 
Is there a current move from God for us to be like Mary rather than Martha? This is not to diminish the present important works that are necessary, but rather a prioritized time of listening to him in full trust and confidence that he will help us handle all those pressing issues of the day. Could he be saying, stop trying so hard, let go, and let me? Our service to God is very important, but have we neglected our personal relationship with him for our personal works for him? Many pastors I know are abandoning traditional church programs to simply pray and spend time with him. Speaking for pastors, I know the pressures to lead, perform, and grow can be great. However, how we define contentment and success can place undue burdens that only belong to the Lord. It can take away our joy, our peace, and even health. The same applies for the business world. Things are different now. What used to work no longer applies. The competition due to the Internet is ruthless. Are we losing sleep and working 24-7 and because we really don't trust the Lord? How is this affecting our families? Have we neglected our time with the Lord? Have we neglected church because we are working every day of the week? Here's a great question. If we're going to church, has it become so difficult that church itself has become just like work? All the programs, the planning, the meetings, the schedules. Hmm, for me it's different than it was in the 80s and 90s. I wish I knew then what I'm learning now. Church should not be sweat. It should be a time for family and corporate time with the Lord. Are we living in the seventh millennium? Like the seventh day, the Sabbath, could God be moving upon his people in the truth of resting in him through faith? Is there a move of the Spirit today to rest in his faithfulness and to simply believe and trust in him? Are we too caught up in the cares of this world? Are we trusting only in our personal abilities to get anything accomplished? Matthew chapter 13 verses 22 through 23 says, Now he who received seed among the thorns and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. Have we worked work so much that we've stopped trusting him to provide? Is God waiting for us to give up and give it back to him who's the only one who can truly make anything happen? What if the rapture doesn't actually come until the end of this seventh day or the seventh millennium? That's only 986 more years. In God's view, that's less than a day. As we said yesterday in Second Peter 3, 9, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. For those who believe Jesus is coming soon, I do too, probably in my lifetime. But what if we're wrong? Many believe the seventh millennium or the seventh day is after the rapture of the church and the seven years of tribulation. This is when we return to rule and reign with Jesus, and that becomes our time of rest. But what if we're wrong? What if the rapture is not until after the seventh millennium we're in now? Well, I've decided to trust him and rest in the fact that without him I can do nothing, but through him I can do all things. I have no claims to be an end-time expert. However, every day I will wake up, do my best, and simply trust in him. God is not worried, and we shouldn't be either. My point here isn't end-time prophecy or doctrine, just trust and rest in a God who's more than enough. The principle of the Sabbath, six and one, work and rest. This cannot be accomplished without complete trust in him. 
The Sabbath is actually a principle of righteousness by faith. Again, Mark chapter 2, verse 27, And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, and not man for the Sabbath. Well, what day is it? Have you ever heard anyone that was so busy and frazzled that they didn't even know what day it was? Work, work, work. They don't even know if it's day or night. Well, God says the Sabbath was made for us, not us for the Sabbath. That's out of Mark chapter 2, verse 27. You see, God rested, and he has instructed us to do the same. The word Sabbath means to rest or to lay aside labor, letting go, letting alone, and to settle down. The New Testament talks about the rest of faith in comparison to the seventh day. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 through 10 says, Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we who have believed do enter that rest. As he has said, so I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in this place, they shall not enter my rest. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it, and those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience, again he designates a certain day, saying to David, Today, after such a long time, as it has been said, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. So what day is it? The day is today. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 3 in the Message Bible says, If we believe, though, we'll experience that state of resting, but not if we don't have faith. Remember that God said, exasperated, I vowed they'll never get where they're going, never be able to sit down and rest. You see, that's because faith rests, and the opposite of rest is burden, and burden means hardship, anxiety, and distress. And then let's add Hebrews chapter 4, verse 11. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Labor to enter into his rest? That sounds like an oxymoron, but it's true. Mary was good at this. She knew how to take time with the Lord. The principle of rest is not sleeping or napping. It's trusting and believing God. Perry Stone writes concerning the reason for the Sabbath. With today's fast food restaurants and busy schedules, home cooking is becoming a lost art. Now, on the average Sabbath, mom and dad exit the front door, the kids head out the back door, and the neighbors pop in to say hello through the side door. In America, the Sabbath day has become just another day of the week to work, clean house, shop, and perform routine activities. Perhaps this is why Americans remain tired, guzzling energy drinks and experiences stress-related illnesses. We're breaking God's commandment to rest on the seventh day. We are working seven days a week. The feasts provided special seasons to cease from work. But the Sabbath provides one day a week to just chill out and enjoy a word from the Lord in his house. So what day is it? It's today. 
<clears throat> let's cease from our works for righteousness and rest in his works of righteousness. Mark chapter 2, verse 27, and he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Remember, Mary chose the good part. She prioritized her relationship with the Lord and her service to the Lord. Both are important. However, God did not create us to work for him. He created us to fellowship with him. Luke chapter 10, verses 41 through 42. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. So Mary chose the good part, the one thing that was needed. And Luke chapter 10, verses 38 and 39 now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed her into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Yes, it's one thing, fellowship with the Lord. Mary knew about it. Well, our time is up and I gotta go. We'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.